Go home. Go home. Go home. All right, and welcome to episode 48 of The Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Bedore, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushakra. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Oh, you're doing real good. I'm doing very well. Me and Brian hanging out on a Tuesday evening, have a couple of drinkskis. <claps> Cheers, me hoot. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, are, we were watching a little bit of New Japan, uh, New Beginnings from Osaka, Japan. Oh, Brian cheered me, and now he's got to pound it back. His beer ski got out of control ski. How you doing over there, drink suit? Oh, Brian, Brian's doing real bad right real now. Real good. Oh, oh, now he's doing all right. I'm doing real good. Yeah, you put you putting it down. I put, do work. Put, I do work in the yard, son. Oh, 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 oh. Put it down. Put it down before it puts you down. Hey, what's your favorite Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows voice that they mm, did? I still think it's the redneck voice. Really? Yeah. That's your favorite one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. I enjoy their new one where they talk like they are. Uh, I don't even know what to describe. I, do, I don't know what it's supposed to be. What the fuck is I, that? I it is entertaining to them and only them, which makes it entertaining to me. Oh, oh, absolutely. They're, I'm gonna kill a cat right now. We're back in, uh, in Brian's apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, we got loud ass cats coming from our left and from our right. No longer over Skype. Uh, but some cats are gonna get tossed out some windows by the end of this. Sh- oh my god, you're no different from a fucking shoe. You're done. You're done, though. You're done. Brian, you're back. How was Santa Monica? It was good. Yeah? Uh, I had a really good time. Santa Monica is a cool place. Um, there are uh, peers and peoples. It's about the only place in L.A. that I like. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I guess Highland Park's okay. That Los Feliz area is, like, fine. I think Burbank's I, all right. I get, Yeah, I guess if you want to, like, go to a studio, Burbank's cool. Yeah, if you like, if you, you like, just Hollywood. get a bloody nose. Yeah, I did. You just get a bloody nose in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, I'll Brian, figure it go, out. go get some toilet paper. I'll, I'll vamp for a second <laughs> while you take care of this. Yeah, go, give me, give go. Me a sec. Brian legitimately just got a bloody nose, like he's a goddamn anime character seeing a hot girl for the first time. Is this fucking real? This is real. Well, Brian just got back. Uh, what we were saying earlier is that we were watching a little bit of uh, New Japan. New Beginnings, uh, if you haven't yet, check out the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling WWE Network type thing. Uh, they have a network that you can watch online. I think it's about 10 bucks a month, which is 999 yen, roughly. Uh, maybe it's cheaper. Let's go to Japan and just buy stuff with the, with a strong American dollar. Uh, so check out New Japan. It's awesome. Uh, spoilers. We're going to spoil it right now. We're going to spoil it all. Here comes spoilers. The whole thing is being spoiled. You ready? Here it comes. The Good Brothers of Bullet Club brought home all the gold. They now own all the gold in New Japan. Every light, heavy, every heavyweight, every light heavyweight, every tag title, everything. It, oh, it's all they got it all. They got it all because they're they're the Good Brothers over there in, in New Japan, and they're coming stateside. They're coming to America. Uh, if you're gonna be in the Vegas area, I think uh, Ring of Honor has their 12th anniversary coming up. And they're going to be live in Las Vegas, uh, live in Sin City, and it's going to be uh, the Good Brothers and Bullet Club coming to uh, take on the uh, all the Ring of Honor faithful. Brian's back, and he's bleeding out the nose. It's Still, good. that's it's all right. Good. We got it. We got it figured out. Uh, Brian, what I was saying is that uh, the Good Brothers and the Bullet Club are coming stateside. Oh, that's right. They're going to be in uh, Ring of Honor. ROH in had uh, a, Vegas. Yeah, had a pretty cool, cut a pretty good promo. Uh, all the stuff they're going to be doing soon. Uh, the Young Bucks asked Team Redragon or Red Dragon or Red Dragon. How are we supposed to pronounce it? Oh, Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, they asked uh, Red Dragon, uh, which one of you marks is going to put over CM Punk in his first UFC fight? <laughs> awesome. You're great. You are great. I'm so glad that they're coming stateside doing the Bullet Club thing. I can't believe ROH is going to be like the first place. I, yeah, really? Yeah. The but- first place where they're doing like the actual... I mean, because... It makes sense. You, you know, Young Bucks come to PWG and everything, and they, you know, they're dressed Bullet Club and everything yeah. like that, but it's the full, it's the Bullet Club crew, they're coming stateside to ROH, so that's interesting, that's pretty cool. But it's I also w- saying that all the good brothers won all the gold. That's right. Exciting. Uh, if if you didn't check it out, uh, the Machine Gun KA tweeted out about <laughs> it. 
talking about the words that they shared in that ring were will never be forgotten. That that honestly, uh, that hit me in a place that I I think it probably shouldn't. <laughs> They're because, good brothers. Because I'm not part of them, uh-huh. but I think what they've done with the Bullet Club and why they're why they're so big on the uh, in Japan, they're big because they're the outsiders. Uh-huh. For us, it's uh, at least for me, it's that it's that big Bullet Club family. Oh yeah, I love that they have a coalition that isn't just strung together because of bullshit, but because they are close. Yep. And it shines through in everything they do. I really I really like it because I, they're a bad guy group, but no one else has a stable like that in New Japan. Mm-mm. There's camaraderie, yeah. but in New Japan, like, that group is... They're like... they're They call each other good brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. They're, like, together. Yeah. I like that. It's great. That's pretty cool. So, I don't know. That's just me. Um... I really like I really like Bullet Club. I like what they've been doing. So, keep it up, good brothers. We're rooting for you and everything like that. But Brian, yes, we don't have time for this. I know. What are we doing? We have so much to fucking talk about. Uh, we have so many emails. You know what's really funny? Yeah. Uh, you guys can email us. Go home show at mega sixty four dot com. Again, we read every single email that gets sent to us every week, all I, the time. We promise. We don't. We don't always have time to read them on the show. I guarantee we're not going to be able to read them no. on the show this week uh, because there's too much to get to. You know how many emails we got about Raw? Like two. two. How many did we get about? A million. Takeover. I don't know how many people actually listen to the show. I don't have the metrics. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't really care one way or another. You no, know, no, me neither. You want updates? Follow us on Twitter at Go Home Show. Um, that's where we're probably most active. Uh, tweeting out pictures and, and garbage yeah. or whatever. You can hit us up there. But you know, we have like. 700 followers there. Yeah, roughly. That's not a lot. Uh-uh. But honestly, like, that's a lot more than I expect on a super niche wrestling pro wrestling podcast, podcast yeah. you know? After one year of being yeah, around. Yeah, I'm just doing, you know, yeah. and, and it's not like we're promoting this anywhere. No. It's just us doing it. Yeah. Um, also, somebody pointed out we have 64 five-star ratings on iTunes. <laughs> so, hell yeah. Too sweet me for that. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, we got, uh, you guys can go to iTunes. Go to, uh, go to iTunes, subscribe. Write a uh, write a review, give us five stars, uh-huh. and then you can say Only. something like, wow, these good brothers are great, and they have a 64 five-star rating. Here's to 65, and uh, however many of you want to do that, that's great. <laughs> how, how many uh, one-star ratings do we have, too? We, I think we have one or two. Okay. I think I think there's one that's real, and then one guy who calls the, said we're like uh, autistic uh, go-tanks or something. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so there's two. We, which apparently we asked for. So I don't remember thank that. Thank you for yep, that. Yep, there you have it. But Brian, we don't have time for this. No, we don't. We have we have too much to get to. We have we have a lot we have to NXT to. and we have Raw. Yeah, which I watched live for the first time in a really long time. Mm. Uh, NXT. Let's go. It's NXT arrival. I'm sorry. NXT rival. rival. I'm sorry. I thought it was arrival, and then the NXT smashes it, and it just says right. I'm gonna kill you, you cat. I don't care what Tyson Kidd. We don't thinks. have time. I don't care what Tyson Kidd thinks. Open the show, Brian. Yes. Look, it's Tyler. Yes. Tyler Breeze coming down with a selfie stick. Mm-hmm. Jake Ennis, our good, our good boy, good, good brother, Jake Ennis down there in Australia, uh, was writing on my Facebook wall today about all of his random thoughts while watching uh, I NXT know. Rival. It was and I just love it. Started with like, oh my god, Tyler Breeze selfie stick, and I went, uh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be weird. Yep. Uh, Jake Ennis, thank you very much. Thank you, Jake Ennis. Th- thank you, uh, thank you, my boy. You guys can listen to the Gaming Cult podcast. Uh, definitely subscribe if you want to hear a weirder podcast than this. They suggest Gaming Cult. Uh, yeah. Tyler Breeze comes down. He gets attacked by a fan, like who like hugs him. That's uh, a plant. Obviously. Oh, absolutely. There were people online going, "Ooh, is that real?" You, no. Hey, what? Hey, hey, you marks, right? Yep. We're talking like we're on the inside yep. right now, yeah, even yeah. though we're not. I mean, we're kind of on a, like about like the smallest level uh-huh. with Super Awesome Showdown, which is coming uh, April seventeenth. San Diego, Tango Del Rey. Oh no! What? You gotta be there. More information. Tweet at us. Uh, Gets jumped by a fan. Yep. Hugging and kissing on him. Mm-hmm. She's hot. Cool. Tyler Breeze doesn't even give a he doesn't even give a hoot about the whole thing. He doesn't give a good goddamn. Not at all. Uh, Tyler Breeze and Hideo Tommy. This is I'm gonna throw you out a window. You don't hush up. Tyler Breeze and Hideo Tommy. I really like the way this match starts out with um, Tyler Breeze hiding behind a referee and kind of playing coward. Oh, we're gonna kill this cat right now. 
Brian, this is the worst podcast. <laughs> I'm chasing her around the house. Don't forget, yeah. episode 48, the one where the cat gets to be too much. Yeah, the cat gets out of hand. The cat gets out of hand. From behind the curtain. Come here. <laughs> you fucking cat. Uh, Tyler Breeze hiding behind the ref. I really like that he plays chicken here. And then he starts working the heel, or starts working heel and starts working the knee of uh, Hideo Itami. I really like the figure four leg lock on the turnbuckle. That was awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, a modified sharpshooter that uh, he does. Actually, I think Damian Sandow used to use that. He for, did. For a minute. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Another GTS tease. Another go to sleep tease by Hideo Itami. The crowd gets so up for it. Yeah. And it doesn't, they still don't do it. Uh, reversed into a roll up, into a boot, into a supermodel kick. And I, God, I thought that was so good. Oh, man. There are so many good sequences in this match. Yep. Um, Hideo Itami has that fighting spirit. That, uh, that, you know, the crowd really gets behind. He's hulking up and everything. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Breeze is kicked to hell and then catches a <laughs> corner drop kick. And then there's a running boot by Hideo Itami to end this match. Um, Hideo Itami goes over Tyler Breeze. What did you think of this match? I thought the best part about it was that the uh, call team actually gave it a good depth. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because we'd been talking a little bit about how the call team had been sort of loose in terms of, you know, just bringing the story along at NXT. Because you have people like Jason Albert who doesn't, like, do a really good job of that. <laughs> um, he's got so many things he wants to say but doesn't know how to say them. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if they rehearsed it or if they wrote it or whatever, but I thought the call team did a really good job of giving this uh, very quick-to-bring-up uh, rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave it a lot of depth. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like this match. I thought it was good. It was a good impromptu match because you kind of didn't have either anything for either one of these guys. Exactly. But I thought that the story made sense because Tommy beat Breeze in the first round and then lost in the second. Right. And then Breeze was pissed because he's like, you blew it. That yep. was my shot. Yep. But he lost in the first. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yep. I thought it was kind of cool. Both guys looked really, really good in this match. I like that Tyler Breeze has kind of a mean streak to him sometimes. Uh, that's great. My problem with Hideo Itami, and, and and I think somebody actually sent us an email about this. Right. Let's see. Uh, this is from uh, Brian. Hey, good brothers. I'm a huge fan of uh, Hideo Itami's in-ring work, and I'm really worried for him. I'm not sure how the casual fan's going to react to Hideo. For some reason, when he is trying to cut a promo, all I am going to hear from the crowd is, what, what, what? He's such a good talent. I would hate for him to be underused. What's your opinions on this matter? I think that the WWE crowd has a sh- fucking stick up their ass when it comes to cutting a uh, a not without error promo. Mm-hmm. The moment somebody messes up, they are like being on the internet. Mm-hmm. It is it is ravenous and bullshit, and they should just let people get it out. Yeah, you can't one hundred percent of the time hit your fucking mark. Right, and especially in a situation like that when you have a lot you need to get out, mm-hmm. just let them get what they need to say. So that you don't fuck them up even more. Right. They're already trying to get a lot out and you're sitting there going, what? And it's the most distracting thing in the world. I absolutely agree. So stop it. Yeah. Be- um, because I, you I want just, them to be good, right? But I don't like the what chant anyway. You right. know what I mean? I, I mean, what? when have we ever been a fan of that? Never. Uh, well, I mean, when Stone Cold Steve Austin Yeah, the it. first time, but then it got to a point where it's just like, can we stop, please? Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I get what he's saying, though. And um, my problem with Hideo Itami... And I don't even want to call it a problem, because I really don't... This isn't something that I dislike. It's something that I'm worried about. Uh-huh. I think that everything he does is great. Mm-hmm. I think he's incredible in ring. I, I think he's a lot of fun to watch. Everything he does, somebody else does. Already. Yeah. The fighting spirit thing, Daniel Bryan does. Yeah. The double foot stomp, Finn Balor does. Right. Like, he, he does a bunch of stuff that looks great, but doesn't really set him apart. And that's not me trying to knock the guy, because I really, I mean, I really yeah. like Hideo Itami. I mean, we're, we're sold on him. Yeah. I'm saying that, like, if there, if you're a casual fan, and you see this guy like, oh, he's hulking up, or whatever you want to call it, that Japanese fighting spirit, yeah. Daniel Bryan does that. Yeah. Oh, he kicks the shit out of people. Daniel Bryan does that. Yeah. Oh, he does a foot stomp. Uh, Finn Balor does that. Right. Oh, he does these crazy, like, corner drop kicks. Finn Balor does that, too. It's just he does stuff that uh, is already done by other people. That's a good point, Uh, especially because his finisher not necessarily his own. It's just like a he does like a like a running 
single foot drop kick thing is like a finish. It, yeah, it was like a. It, I liked the way it looked, but I didn't feel like it had the impact. I, it that doesn't. They wanted. He, he's short. He needs to do the GTS and just get it over. I, with. But but that's the thing. It's like even that. That yeah. is. It's not CM Punk. It's, it's not exactly. But it's, somebody else does it to the casual viewer. Yeah. So you know whatever. I think it's just they need to give him a little bit more, and whether it's learning English better or whatever, but they need to give him a little bit more oh, mic time. I just, I just think if he has a manager, he'll be fine. I yeah. have no problem with the guy. Not I mean, yeah, give him Lana. I have I have no problem. <laughs> yeah, Hideo Tommy now residing in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back the old axis of evil. Why not? Oh! Holy shit! Line him up with, um, what's hey, his name? Hey, we're already doing Cold War sentiment. Let's get even farther back. Why are we stopping at 80? Let's go 42. <laughs> Is there an Italian superstar we could bring up? Uh, Santino! Santino! <laughs> this is great. Guys. You son of a bitch! You have, uh... You, we have really stumbled on something here, but Russia wasn't in the, somebody's listening to this going, Russia wasn't in the axis of evil. Hey, guess what? We, we can rewrite history oh, of course right now. Can. Yeah. There's a new axis. We don't have a German wrestler. <laughs> no. We have a Swiss guy, but guess what? He can't be in the axis of evil. You know why? Mm-hmm. Neutral. Mm-hmm. So he can't play one side or the other. It's cold up there, but you can't freeze his accounts. <laughs> uh, we should have a new axis of evil and it should include Russia. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, it's wrestling. You can do whatever the you fuck do you whatever want. You want. This is so. It's so Cold War. It's so funny. It's I, I watched Raw with Garrett this week. We watched oh, yeah? it live because uh, he hadn't watched it in, like a really long time. Oh yeah, yeah. And the best part was there were Sheamus. Like Sheamus is returning. Right. We'll get to that later. But Sheamus is returning, and I went, Garrett. You know what the worst part about this is? Sheamus. I didn't even realize that he was really gone. And Garrett. Garrett went. I haven't watched in a really long time. Didn't know he was gone. Didn't care that he was gone. Don't care that he's coming back. <laughs> it's true. There you have it. So we'll we'll get more to that later. But Brian, we have more NXT to cover. Yeah. Even though we stumbled on something great. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was Rusev and Tommy running rough shot and Santino Morella? <laughs> oh my god. Santino Morella wants to be in the new axis of evil. But, like, they don't want to let him in because uh-uh. he's like this... Con- oh, that would be so <laughs> That'd funny. That would be so good. Uh, that sounds like a SmackDown storyline. It- hey, Brian. <laughs> we got- <laughs> Brian, no DQ match. Right. Bull Dempsey against Baron Corbin. It's no DQ. Baron Corbin has a t-shirt. The crowd chants shit after they hear Bull. Bull. Shit. Bull. Bull. We did it. We, we won. <laughs> I guess. Take that, your career. <laughs> sorry man. Hey, man i don't know your it's name nothing, it's nothing against you exactly i promise it's nothing against you personally but no i don't know uh, sorry man hey brian yeah um i was really holding out hope against hope for this match uh bummer yeah uh, uh corbin charging the ring i thought was a cool spark that i went like oh fuck we're in it i know me too in the ring, out of the ring, in the ring, out of the ring, in the ring. That's the end of the match. Yep. It. It. I think there was like one chair spot, mm-hmm. and it was like. So why was this no DQ? It was just a bummer. Yeah. I wanted to see these guys like go for it. Nothing. Yeah. The uh, there's the, a suplex on the ramp. I thought that looked good. And the spine buster. And the was big really spine good. buster by Baron Corbin. But we're all. I mean, I mean, you and I are so on the same page with that. We'll pop every time for a good spine buster. Yeah. There's. Uh, doesn't matter who does it. Yeah. Hey, we get up for Adam Rose doing a spine buster. Like, we'll get up for anyone I, doing one. I was watching WrestleMania X7, and I saw, I think that was the one where Undertaker wrestled uh, Ric Flair mm-hmm. and Arn Anderson, who hadn't wrestled yeah. in 15 years. Okay, do you know about that? So, Arn Anderson doesn't wrestle, like, he, he stopped wrestling. Yeah. Because he, like, can't use one of his arms. Do you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, so he has, like, a partial paralysis, I think. Oh, I shit. think he has a neck issue. Which, uh, and his knees were real fucked up, but he has a neck issue where I think he has partial paralysis in one of his arms. Oh. So, why that moment is, like, one of my favorite moments in wrestling ever is because Arn Anderson, who hasn't done anything in years and years, comes in and hits a spine buster that's so big it hurts yeah. my spine. Yeah. It makes me go, oh, fuck. And the crowd goes crazy. I didn't know he had a back yep. issue. He that has, makes it even better. Yep. He, he gets up so big, and that's, hey, man, that's such a cool moment. Because that is some old four horseman shit, and it 
does. Arn Anderson with the big glasses and yep. like the polo shirt. He just comes in, slam. Fuck, it's so cool. He he still pulled it off like it was like That's, 1977. There's it a was reason, crazy. There's a reason that guy's an agent. There's a reason that guy's still around. He's, oh, yeah. He has such a mind for wrestling. I forgot. God, I wish I remember who said it. I feel like it was Cornette or someone else. Uh-huh. It was, nah, maybe it was like Greg Valentine. It was someone saying, if wrestling ability was the basis for a champion, Arn Anderson would have been a champion 10 times over. Oh, yeah. But he just didn't, you yeah. know, he, he worked in the Four Horsemen uh-huh. as like the enforcer. He didn't have the charisma, the personality. You know, he was great in the Dangerous Alliance and stuff, but he wasn't Ric Flair. Nope. You know, he wasn't that. Mm-mm. But God damn it, I can watch Arn Anderson matches over and over, and he just slugs people. Yeah. He's fun to watch. He, he's he's a great wrestler, mm-hmm. and it's it's fantastic. Back to Bull Dempsey against Baron Corbin. <laughs> Stark comparison. Um. There's uh, Bull Dempsey run, runs through Baron Corbin and then hits the headbutt. There's a kick out, and then Bull gets a chair, but then there's a counter shot, end of days. And then um, and then Baron Corbin has a seat. Have a seat, Baron Corbin. We're done. I hope this really is the end of this fucking feud. Because I disagree. I Brian, I hope this is Why? just the beginning. Because who, you can't just end on an ODQ match. I hope we get the first ever Hell in a Cell. <laughs> what? Hell in a cell in full cell university. <laughs> yeah. But, but Brian changed the name to Full Cell University. Get the fuck out. What? What's wrong? Full Cell University, Hell in a Cell. Baron Corbin, Bull Dempsey. Let's do it, fellas. One chair spot. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> hey, Brian. I wanted more from this match, but don't worry. We sure got more in the next match. The Lucha Dragons against uh, Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. Uh... I want to say that this is my most disappointing match of the night, even though we've just seen Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey. Uh, this match, and I really, really don't like to be negative uh, when it comes to this show. Especially with, hey, and especially with these guys, because I like them all. And I, I get it. Hey, we make fun of Sin Cara, because yeah. like, the, oh, Sin Cara's over. Oh, yeah. Whatever. We make fun of that. Man, this match, it felt like trying to if you're at a stoplight and then and you're driving a stick it's like trying to get your car going in third gear you skip (laughs) one and two and you're straight to three and nothing's working that's how this whole match felt perfect analogy it was just it was you have to like i don't know if you've ever done this if you guys don't know how to drive stick you you put it in first gear and then you ease and you go into second and then into third you know your car does it naturally if you have an automatic but if you have a manual, you can just jam it into third gear from a stop and try to make it go from there, but it fucking doesn't want to. Uh-uh. Your it, car doesn't want to do that. When you get up to 40, it figures it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you have to ease it to that point. This match was trying to take off from a dead stop into third gear, oh, and God. it was sputtering the whole way. And, man, I... Again, we don't want to we don't want to sit here and be negative because we like all these guys. I like Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I really like them as champions. I love Kalisto. I think Sin Cara can even turn in a good performance, especially because he's been pulling out that single arm powerbomb. Yep, he, that schoolboy powerbomb I think looks so cool. I think that's such a cool move, and I think that he has a lot of momentum, and I think he can do a lot of cool stuff. And I feel like this match just never got into first gear to get into second to get into third. It was just okay, go. Running seam like Sparkle. It was so. It was just ugly. Yeah. People were slipping and sliding everywhere. I man, I a blown head scissors. Kalisto slips on a rope. Like, the victory roll power bomb thing that he does from like the top rope looked good, and then there's a kick out. But it came so early, it didn't feel like it was going to be the end of the match. No, it was like the fourth move in the match. I don't know who I don't know who like helped put this match together, but it didn't feel like it really got the time it deserved. Um, it didn't, and that's not for lack of effort. I think it's just trying to fit a f- fifteen minutes of spots into eight. Yeah, you know what I mean. And 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 it didn't need to be there. And honestly, I think it would have been fine mm-hmm. because we just had a title change at 
you know, a regular show. Yeah. I think it would have been fine if we didn't have a title match for the tag belts. I disagree. I think you always have to have that title match at, at the pay-per-view. I just think this match either needed more time or to be slower. And it wasn't... It was... Don't drop your pen. I'm Shit. in the middle of speaking. Sorry. Uh, it, it was... It wasn't given enough time, and it was too. And it was booked too fast. Yeah, that's or, it. Or it needed to be faster. Yeah, it just it didn't get go- like it didn't get going. It just started. It tried to start quick. Yeah, uh, I really like that back suplex toss into the neck breaker. I thought that was a great spot. Um, that in that head like the kneeling head scissors pile driver thing that Kalisto did. Yeah, that was sick. He used to do that uh, in the indies, and yeah. it looks good as fuck. Um, Superplex into powerbomb into head scissors. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the running suplex to uh, frog splash to end the match by uh, Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy. Uh, Jake Ennis's comment on this match was, uh, when will uh, Wesley Blake and Buddy Murphy kiss? And scare everybody. And scare everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then... Scary, spooky, cut, cut, cut. Scary, scary. What is this? Oh, at... Uh, Takeover isn't over. Stay tuned. Next week. You can't see I'm I'm cocking my head and having my arms out like I'm spooking Brian. Oh. Is that what you Are you, you spooked? A little. Whoa, fuck. Who could it be, Solomon Crow? Who could it be? <laughs> I I thought that I, I like that they are bringing him in this way into I, NXT. Me, me too. You know what I didn't like? The commentators going, What was that? I do not know what that was. What was that? I'm not sure what that was. It, email us, show at mega64.com. Tell us if you had the same reaction. Because I watched it and I went, I like how they're introducing them. I don't like how unnatural it's the commentating so, sounds. It was... Uh, 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 uh. After everything happened, yeah. they comment. If, that, if you're watching something and you're a commentator, yep. and all of a sudden your broadcast feed is all fucked up because you have a live monitor yep. showing what's going on yep. in terms of what people are seeing right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have worked in live TV. We can 100% attest to this. <laughs> so to me, maybe because I know from the inside, mm-hmm. it just seemed so unreal that they wouldn't go, what's going on? What? What is it? What is going on throughout his cut? Yep. Uh, that It was just, it just seems so weird to like, we're gonna let this play out. What was that? I do not know what that was. Neither do I. That was weird. <laughs> it says next week, though. It was weird. It, it just uh, that weird. being said, still like the Solomon oh, yeah. Crow thing. I think it's super interesting. So very cool. I'm I'm ready to stay tuned for some Sammy Callahan Sol- Solomon Crow. What his name is Sammy Callahan Solomon Crow. Whatever you want to call him. Uh, if you guys aren't aware of Solomon Crow, look up Sal- Sammy Callahan. He was on the Indies. Yeah. Um, he teamed with Dean Ambrose for a while, That's uh, right. who was Johnny Moxley, and uh, they they had some pretty cool stuff. He's like Dean Ambrose in the way that he's explosive, uh-huh. but honestly, he's more technical. Really? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. That'll be cool. He uses a um a stretch muffler as a finish, but I don't it, know if he's still using that. Is it's, he smaller? One, like, uh, no. You know what? He's almost kind of like cannonballish. Really? He's a little heavier. I think he okay. lost a lot of weight, but he's stout. Okay. So, it's interesting. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, next, we have the match of the night. Oh, Adrian Neville and Finn I mean, Balor. Um, hey, I think the women's match is a close runner-up, but I think the, the, the Neville... I think the women's match benefited from having four competitors. I think the Neville-Balor uh, match benefited by having two of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, Finn Balor has his pay-per-view entrance. Uh, with his stupid hat and his uh, scary uh, crawling-on-the-ground lizard moves. Uh, good opening sequence by these two. They're just so fucking smooth together. Yeah. Uh, good chain wrestling back and forth, like the universal spot where it's like shoulder blocks and tossed into the ropes, but they really put like their own little twist. This is an international main event. Like, I don't know if people really understand how cool it is yeah. to see these two go, but this is like a New Japan tight oh match. yeah it's really really great and, and and it was just some awesome awesome wrestling too uh, at no point did i think one guy was stronger than the other no. or one guy was faster than the other no. or you know it, it was so equally matched i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. adrian neville hits a stall suplex that i thought looked so good and then he's dropped off the top balor hits a cope tonhilo tope tonhilo uh from the outside or to the outside and then uh, Neville is drop kicked into the barricade. Uh, I want to say into, but mostly through. 
I thought that was really cool. Uh, that double stomp to the back of uh, Neville's head, yeah, and then a kick out was such a cool spot. Because man, that could have been the end of the match. Uh, I mean, there there could have been the end of a match like five times. In yep. This. Uh, there's a great sequence that's into a Pele kick by Balor that doesn't knock Neville down, who hits a super kick yeah. on Balor. Dude. And they're just like... Like, what the fuck? They both die. That's great. Deadlift German... There's a German suplex by Adrian Neville, and then there's a deadlift German suplex by Adrian Neville. Holy fucking shit. Then there's a second rope Phoenix splash by Adrian Neville. Are you, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? This is this is wrestling. Yep. Uh, uh, it's inc- It's so... God, this match is so good. And it's not like it's a spot fest. The spots are crazy. Oh, yeah. But it's not like they're just doing spot, 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 yeah. spot. They are, they're planning these out. They're letting them breathe. Like, the crowd is super into it. There's a spl- uh, sling blade by uh, Balor. And then there's a reverse lift DDT. But there's a kick out. Red arrow by Adrian Neville. But there's a... Uh, knees get up. Knees get up. There's a roll up, but there's a kick out. And then there's a drop kick to the coup de gras by uh, Finn Balor. Oh, yeah. Who is now the number one contender for the NXT championship, which I'm so fucking excited about because the way this, this night ends, why would you want to be the number one contender for this title? Uh, I don't even know. Oh man. Uh, I like the ending like handshake thing or whatever, because I think Adrian Neville has a hard time. He's in a tough spot and, and no one's really talked about it. Uh, Adrian Neville's in a tough spot because he's a face because right. of his moveset, because of the way he, he wrestles and everything like that. But he doesn't have m- much in the way of personality, right? Right. We, we can agree on that. I, yeah. He, he's not the most, per, like, a personable guy. He, he's he's, not he's your... a little dry and he's a little straight. Yeah. He's very British. That's an excellent way to put it. Yeah. Finn Balor is very theatric. Yep. And very big. And you're like, he's like a very good looking guy. And he's very, he has like this this body paint, yeah. And there's a whole lot to it, and you're like, this is interesting and kind of mysterious. You put those two together, and they're both faces. I think the natural cheer goes to Balor, yeah, because he's more of like the theatric and the bigger, the more crowd interactive guy. Exactly. Adrian Neville just came off a feud with the biggest face in NXT and Sami Zayn. And I feel like even then he was getting booed a little bit just because he wasn't the bigger face. You know yeah. what I mean? He was he was also like kind of a dick. Yeah, but I really... so he comes off so he comes off that, and then now he's in a match against Finn Balor, who's arguably like one of the bigger faces in NXT. Yeah, and he's kind of like not getting cheered, and it's just a tough spot for him to be in. I I think that with somebody like um, Adrian Neville. You can't, even though the the immediate parallel is to RVD uh-huh. and potentially, I guess, uh, Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. I think the way that you have to book him is, and this is, I, honestly, I don't think this is a weird booking. I think this is the only way you can book somebody like Adrian Neville. Book him like Chris Benoit. Yeah, and and honestly, it took Chris Benoit a really, really, really long time to get to where he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't think Adrian Neville has that same hurdle that mm-hmm. Chris Benoit had to get over, mm-hmm. which was WCW booking. I, I agree. And, and like, smaller guys are kind of in more than they were, you know, 10 years ago yeah. or whatever. So I can see that. I can definitely see that. A, a little drier. He's British. He's very, like, straight and narrow. And, and that's interesting. I think that's a good parallel. To draw. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see where they're going to kind of go because I, I think he's going to get called up soon and I think Sami Zayn is too. Got to um, so. Yeah, right. Uh, I hope so and I don't. You know what I mean? And I think most people would agree with that. Well, yeah. Because because... I, I want to see him on TV all the time, but at the same time, I want to see them wrestle the way they do. Yeah. And at the same time, where's Bo Dallas? He's, he's back from being hurt. Oh, I didn't know he was injured. Yeah, he was injured for like months. Oh. He was oh, hurt okay. for a while, but he's back now. He's okay. not hurt anymore. Um, but he's just not on TV. Okay, kind I didn't of, know he was injured. I, I thought they just buried him. It just, no, it sucks because, you know, Raw's three hours long and it's just so jam-packed with wrestling you don't have anywhere else to That's put it. That's a good anyone. point. You know, there's really, you can't even crowbar anybody Nuh-uh. in it's there. It's tough. It's really tough because there's just so many strong segments on yeah. Raw. Raw, front to back, is so well yeah. booked that it's hard to just fit anyone else yeah, that because, you want to fit. I mean, what do you, it, you could have a match, right? Uh-huh, right. But, I mean... It, 
you could use that 10 minutes to replay right. and play a promo. Well, yeah, but what did happen earlier? Right. I mean, I watched, but uh, maybe I forgot. Yeah, so, I mean, you could put 10 minutes toward a match. Right. Right, or, you have a you have a pay, you have a pay per view literally every Monday. Yeah, you have something that's pay per view length literally every Monday. Oh, absolutely. So how can you fit every like? Well, I mean, you have to do a replay. Yeah, it, I mean, what, of that. I night. mean, what happened right before commercial break? Because I wasn't watching. Yeah, so, I don't know. So I mean, I get it. Yeah. So you know, it's eight. It's look, it's eight forty five. What happened at eight ten? I don't remember. So. So, I wasn't, sorry, I, Bo. I wasn't watching. I, so. I well, I was, but I don't. My memory's all. I'm all Swiss well, cheese I, up here. I was. Uh, I was watching uh, football. So. Oh, that's. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, just tune in at halftime. Oh, yeah, at halftime. Just tune in so at halftime. Be fine. It'll yeah. Be okay. What? Whatever. Uh, you know. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the worst. That's that that's, was the worst. That thing is I've the ever most seen. telling thing uh, that's ever happened on Raw. Honestly. So that, to the second best match. Hey. Tonight, hey. Runner up for match of the night. Bailey, Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte, NXT women's title, fatal four way, super fast paced. I love the broken LED board when Charlotte gets tossed into it because there was a part of me that went, Whoa, fuck, did they really just break that? I thought and they then, did. And then they showed the replay later and you heard, uh, Did you not hear it? No. You're looking at me like you didn't hear this. When the match was over, uh-huh. go back and watch this. Excuse me. Go back and watch this. Uh, when they show the replay of that, when the match is over, uh, Charlotte gets tossed into the LED board. Uh-huh. Uh, they played the wrong audio, and you hear Triple H going, "Cut! Cut the power! Cut the power to the LED board! Oh my cut God. the power now!" No, I didn't hear that at yeah. all. Whoops! Whoops! <laughs> so, oh well. Uh, Becky and Sasha have an alliance up until Becky hits a pump handle suplex on Sasha. Becky Lynch is strong as fuck in this match. Hey, Becky Lynch, I, and I wrote this down, uh-huh. she's the standout. I, I agree. I mean, Sasha looked great. They all look great. They all oh, had yeah. awesome spots. Oh, absolutely. This match did not end the way I thought it was going to. Uh, at all. Oh, no. Not at all. And, and I think this is a sign of Charlotte getting called up soon. Yes. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, uh, Sasha misses a double knee, and then Becky hits a drop kick. There's a... Uh, what do you even call that move? Uh, like a, a waffle face? What the fuck is it? It's, it's like a... Um, Oh, shit. It's like you're going to go into, like, a victory roll, like an O'Connor roll, but it's stopped, and you're going to faceplant the person. Charlotte's lifting up uh, Sasha Banks into, like, this faceplant move, uh-huh. and then uh, Bailey slides in the ring and hits a code breaker on Sasha as Charlotte comes down on it. I thought that was a fucking awesome move. I thought that looked so good. Yeah. Uh, double-layered double knee by Sasha Banks I thought was a, a, such a fucking standout move Dude. from that. Uh, Frankensteiner by Bailey. Uh, Bailey hits... Uh, there's a Bailey to Belly. And then uh, Becky pulls her off. Sasha dive to the outside was fucking outstanding. Oh, yeah. I thought that was so cool. And then Charlotte has a dive of her own, which we hadn't really seen her do. No, no, we hadn't. I thought that was very cool. Uh, Bailey hits a German suplex. There's a top rope Bailey to belly. Sasha tries to steal it. And then there's a kick out, which she is furious about. That was awesome. Um, Sasha hit, uh, locks in a cross face to Charlotte and then rolls it over into the crucifix pin what a cool ending to this match to have to have a submission that's just so fucking long and drawn out yeah get into the ropes and get into the ropes oh you're almost there you're almost there and then he's she's kind of like fading and then yanked on it even harder and then fading a little bit and then rolled back into the crucifix into a pin and she's just got nothing left that's awesome and i and i don't think I don't think the crowd or maybe most people – I would hope that most people watching NXT would understand why that had impact. And this is this is the thing. Like, go back and watch that match, and, and it is the best example – I wouldn't say of the night, but one of the best examples of NXT's storytelling. Uh-huh. That in the match, they can show you how the moves they do – break down and beat down the characters in the story Mm -hmm. that you aren't just watching. Oh, 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 big pop to big pop to big pop. Oh, all of a sudden reversal. Oh, rock bottom. Oh, he wins. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a reason that she won. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is what made this match so compelling to watch. Charlotte got the shit beat out of her the entire match. Absolutely. She got tossed into the led board. She took a bunch of suplexes. She took the Bailey to belly from the top rope and kicked out. She got thrown around and beat up. And then she didn't even tap to Sasha's finish. No. I mean, her finish is that cross face. Yeah. 
she just she got yanked to shit yep. until she got rolled over and she just had nothing left. Absolutely. I thought that was such a... Whoever booked that finish, hats off to you. Oh, yeah. I thought it was so... Like, it's what WWE is missing a lot of the time. It was subtly brilliant. Oh, yeah. And, like, almost sort of understated that it was just... You gave it 120% and somebody just gave it 121 Yep. And I thought that was great. That Sasha Banks wanted it so much more mm-hmm. that even though she didn't win on her signature finish, yep, she, she found a way. She found a way to win. I loved it. Just as the footnote to this match, Sasha Banks found a way to win. Yep, I loved it. And she she was so happy when she won the title, and it made me so happy when she I, won the like, title. Like, I mean, obviously, you've probably seen the Renee Young oh, interview. Yeah, yeah she, it, she has a great interview, uh, like an NXT backstage fallout. Where it's like, oh, oh, Sasha, what did you think of this? And she's like, I went out there and I kicked ass, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Renee goes, okay, hey, like, how are you, real? like, match aside, like, how are you really feeling? And Sasha, like, kind of breaks down a little yeah. bit. And she just talks about, like, she's like, I've been watching since I was 10. And yeah. this is something I've always dreamed about. And, oh, God, I thought that was so fucking great. And, and I don't, I have not seen... Because I don't go into the dirt sheets. I don't dig into the message boards. I haven't seen any negative response to that. Mm-mm. But to me, I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. Because that gives you the feeling of the respect that the competitors have for the for the craft. Yeah. I think the I think it's a respect for the title, too. Mm-hmm. I think that it brings a lot to the title. Absolutely. To, to have someone give that shit, to, like, to give a shit enough to like really break down like winning a title like that, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, so, Sasha Banks... Uh, the first ever uh, Tumblr Tumblr NXT Women's Champion. Right on. Well, you said follow Sasha Banks on Tumblr. Sasha we Banks. do. Yeah, we do. Was it Sasha Banks WWE? I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. If, I'm sure if you search her, it's easy. She just she reblogs uh, gifs and pictures of herself, and then gifs and pictures of herself and with photoshopped Finn Balor in them, <laughs> and then and then like pictures of hot girls with like really well done makeup. Yep. And uh, like long nails, and you just go. This is a cool block. <laughs> Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Very cool. Boss. Yep. Um, so post-match, there's a little bit of a hug between uh, Sasha and Charlotte, and then Sasha pushes her away because it's like, I'm a heel. Yeah. And I thought that was great. You're getting tossed out a window. Shut up. What, what did you think about that in terms of character? I liked it. Yeah. I, I, it was it was begrudging respect. Yeah. And, and I thought, it, and I think Charlotte's going to get called up soon. I hope so. Very cool. I liked it. Yep. Uh, Zane Owens video package next uh, really puts over the match. And then we get Zayn and Owens uh, for the NXT Championship. Man, I thought Trevor Lee was in the front row of this match. He's not. It's just another guy who looks like a Carolina caveman. Um, I like that Owens, he's not playing chicken heel, but he's like... No, he's playing smart heel. He is. And he, and, that, and that that's what it was. He's rolling out of the ring. He's getting Sami Zayn's head. Yeah, he's getting him pissed. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's playing Jericho heel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sami Zayn dives on Owens... Uh, it's a nice slow start to the match after something that's so big. We talked about this before. After a match that's so big, you have to slow it down to bring it back yeah. up. So um, I thought that was really interesting. Brian, I have to go throw this cat. Okay. Uh, the, so again, a nice slow start, and then Sami Zayn kind of rallies because uh, Kevin Owens gets the uh, the upper hand. Blue Thunderbomb on Kevin Owens looks fucking awesome. Owens hits a super kick and then a cannonball into the corner, and there's a kick out. I thought that was great. Uh, what do you even call this move? A pump handle neck breaker on the on the knee? Uh, uh, I don't even know what I wrote down for this. Uh, it was just like it's a pump handle, right? It, it was like a a death move. Yeah, I don't, it's fucking it's, it is a pump handle. But then there's a rotation that brings him into a neck breaker on the, on his knee. Ah, I thought that was cool. It, it looked sick. Uh, I I fucking love it. There's a half and half suplex to Kevin Owens. Uh, Owen spits on Sami Zayn that was awesome. before going to a swanton, which I thought was great. Um, he catches the knees into the back of the swanton. There's a corner exploder and uh, a haluva kick, but it's avoided. I thought that was pretty cool. There's an Arabian press by Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn lands on the back of his head and sells it uh, kind of like like really well. Very like, well. Like where I was going, like, is he? Oh, okay, no, wait. Okay. No, is he? Okay. Okay, no, wait. He's okay, okay. All right, it's part of the match. Okay, got it, yeah. got it, got it. it- it, Perfect. I, I love that he goes to the corner. He's going to go for like the Haluva kick and he kind of goes, he stumbles out for like three steps. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, pop up power bomb and there's a kick out. 
Owens beats the shit out of Sami Zayn. Two more power bombs, and then Zayn Zayn rolls out of the cover. It's one, two, and he just and he just bleh. yep. It was so like Aww. he he fucking queefs yep, out of that. I cover. thought it was so funny. The trainers uh, come out to check on Sami Zayn. Two more power bombs. The ref just stops the match. So, how do you make your face champion look strong, or how 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 do you make him like you, like you want to see him keep going? Oh, you have somebody beat the shit out of him, so he has to chase the title again. Yep. Fantastic. Awesome. I uh, I I wrote that down the the move because I, I I had it written but I couldn't find it a second ago. Uh-huh. I called that a uh, a package knee breaker or shoulder breaker. Uh huh. Um, but the the overall of this match, uh-huh. the the whole story of how Sami Zayn had like the fire, yeah, and that to, the rah rah to get uh-huh. there and fucking clobber uh-huh. Owens. And just being ex- well, extinguished. He was ass- he was assaulted at the end, and I and I really like that. Yeah, I like that the Arabian press that Sami Zayn did himself is the thing that kind of did him in. Yes, because it makes Kevin Owens look strong because he just fucking assaults Sami Zayn until the match is over, and Sami Zayn still looks strong because he didn't technically get pinned to lose. No. So the crowd was kind of like pissed, but I thought that was a really good ending of the match. I I agree with them being pissed. Mm-hmm. I hope that they are pissed for the reason that is intended yeah, by I, that I type agree. of finish. Yeah. yeah. And to me, the everything that that match did for me mm-hmm. and 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 I'm going to I'm going to uh tie it back to what they said what the commentating team said during that match which is the last time we saw a match like this was SummerSlam uh Brock yeah. Lesnar versus John Cena. This to me and and this comes with 100% respect to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and NXT. This is this is a this is the most complimentary thing that I can say. This is the finish that SummerSlam should have had. Right? Yeah. I, oh the, yeah. That that's that's an interesting point. This is how John Cena. They should have called the match just like this one. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't because in the future people are gonna look back and see Sami Zayn. Yeah. And and Kevin Owens in this match and they were the first ones to have I shouldn't say first but they were the ones in recent memory to have that finish where they, where you were just snuffed off of a mistake yeah and to me that means so much more mm-hmm. than Kevin Owens just winning outright yeah. or Sami Zayn retaining the title yeah I agree and and uh, I think it's very cool I liked it I liked it a lot I thought NXT Rival was a lot of fun oh yeah I thought that was a great pay-per-view I think everyone went home happy uh, with with a great event, a great event. Yep. So let's we've talked about NXT rival for forty minutes. Good. Let's talk about Raw for about ten. Sure. Because um, that's about as much time as it's deserving. Right John now. Cena promo. Why is this the open of the show? This is the open. This isn't the main event storyline. You open with your A story. Well, because John Cena hasn't opened a Raw in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, that's true. What are we gonna do? Ratings. Um, John Cena loves it when we boo. Did you he know does. that? Yeah, he, he does. said he it's said great. It. And then he also said that he's not going to smile at the pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Uh, he does a really good job of putting Rusev over in this promo, honestly. He does. He but, talks about how like how unbeatable, how unstoppable all this stuff. But he's always good at that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He did that for Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh Lon and Rusev come out and interrupt. USA USA chant right off the bat. Boo. And then John Cena says, "If you make even one more move, I'm going to come up there and I'll beat you up, Rusev." Well, he has to up. take the fight to yeah, Rusev. And then and then Rusev just goes like, "Oh, you can't see me." He does a John Cena move. Why can nobody else do the John Cena? You can't see me. Right? I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Like, is it on purpose? I don't know. It's it's like hard to watch. It's like, hey, Dad, dude, you can't see me. Yeah. Uh, you can't. <laughs> it's like it's so fucking stupid. I'm. So, I don't want to make the yep. pun, but you can't see me fucking it up right now. <laughs> uh, so there's a fight. Cena comes out on top. Um, I thought that that will lead to Rusev beating John Cena this Sunday. I hope so. I think Rusev is going to beat John Cena dirty. There's, he's going to cheat and do it. He's going to like hit him with a flag or something stupid. But that'll be it. Be, because, or there will be a disqualification. Because this is my footnote for this entire segment. Why do I care if John Cena wins or loses? You don't. Like USA. It, and, and even still, as much as I want to get Rusev over, and, uh-huh. and, like, and I don't want to like build on this already existing uh, doubt, but really, why do I care if John Cena wins or loses? Nah, you, yeah. you don't. If yeah. he wins the US title, eh. If he loses, eh. eh. Yep. Yeah, he's the same. Uh, we get Dean Ambrose promo where he is a newsman. 
And then he wants to, he wants everyone to know that Bad News Barrett's going to sign a goddamn contract. He's he looks like David Byrne and stop making sense. He's got like he's got like a big ass suit jacket on. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't get it. Uh, Ambrose versus Harper. Is this IWA Mid-South? Like, what's going on? Uh, yeah, because CZW. this match starts with chain wrestling for a really long time, and the crowd's, like, confused. I was into it. Me too! It's great wrestling to open the match. Yeah. And I really like this match a lot. Uh, Ambrose dives to the outside, but Harbor catches him and just beats the shit out of him. Uh, Ambrose hits a Tornado DVT, and then Ambrose kind of, like, hulks up halfway through the match, I guess. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, there's a flying elbow drop to a standing Harper, which was fucking great. I think every week that he does that always looks good. Oh, absolutely. I love his flying elbow drop to the standing guy. Um, big super kick to Ambrose. Uh, there's the rebound clothesline to the black hole slam. That, like the big, uh, or boss man slam, or sidewalk slam, or whatever you want to call it by Harper. I thought that was really cool. And then Dean Ambrose just comes and hits the rebound clothesline. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he shouldn't do that every week, I don't think. I, it's, I agree. It's kind of like, he needs like other moves in like his repertoire to kind of take that away and then that needs to be like a surprise thing yeah because i've here's the thing that uh, that i think overall upsets me about the raw and smackdown brand it's always a build to the same five moves but i get it because when you're a live crowd you want to see those five moves you know you're trained to watch those moves you're trained to see those moves when you're there live it's cool and and i get that Mm -hmm. but like i remember and I and I really hate to bring back like Attitude Era and feeling nostalgic or whatever. But I remember during the Attitude Era when you did see The Rock do the Rock Bottom. Uh huh. Wasn't all it, honestly. It wasn't all the time. But it, but towards the end of it, yeah, it was. Or I'm sorry, the uh, the People's Elbow. Like uh, he would. But throw, again, towards the end of it, yeah, it was. But that's because at that point it had become. Oh, okay. Well, The Rock didn't hit the. And that's people's just elbow. what it's, that, that's what it, that's what it's evolved into. And and that's uh, you know I have. You gotta I hit don't, your spots. I don't, I don't love it, but yeah, you gotta hit your spots. That's what people pay to see. They yeah. want to see Dean Ambrose do that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Deeds, and that's the end of the match. So now he's run through two former Intercontinental titles, and he wants Bad News Barrett to sign that contract, which he has, and he shows the commentary team and makes them hold on to. <laughs> Here is literally the worst part of Raw. Ready? Uh-huh. Triple H, Kane, and Big Show promo, and it sucks. Uh-huh. Big Show says, May 13th, what are you going to do about it? Let's get it on, May 13th. What's May I don't want to see Kane and Big Show wrestle at WrestleMania. I don't. I'm pretty sure that's WrestleMania. I don't want to see that, WrestleMania is in May? Is it April? I thought it was in April. Oh, then Big Show definitely fucked that up. What's May 13th? That, hey, that's what I was asking. Because we're, we're... I thought, I didn't even think about... No, you're right, it's February, it's not March. Yeah. You're right. It's got to be in April. So it's got to be April. Oh, he fucked that up. That's funny. I didn't even know that. This is definitely <laughs> the worst part of Raw then. May 13th. Let's do it. Okay. Um, my first note. Imagine being... This is so long. This segment oh is so my long. God. Imagine being there watching this live. Don't worry. The segment's over. Now we have a Bray Wyatt promo that's also taped. Okay. Why are there two taped promos back to back? He's talking... He's talking about The Undertaker. He's Okay, he's making allusions to The Undertaker. Okay, cool. That ends. We're, so we're done with that. So we have wrestling, We right. have another backstage promo with Dusty Rhodes and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Brian. Which is only good because we could make that comment. Brian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why the fuck would you ever pay to go see Raw? If you are going to watch three backstage segments in a row. I really don't know. That has... Hey, Orlando or wherever this was taped. Yeah. I don't fucking blame you guys at all for being a shitty crowd. Because you were given nothing. nothing You were given a shit Raw. What a... This is the first time I watched Raw live in a really long time. What a fucking shit show this Raw was. Hey, we try to be positive or whatever. You know, we don't want to be too negative. This had me fucking climbing the walls. What an absurd length of time you're expected to watch something that's not live in front of you. What a fucking joke it is to think that you can have a captive live audience for that amount of time watching a TV screen. The audacity it takes to book something with back-to-back-to-back backstage segments. How the fuck could you ever do that and think, this is a good idea, 
Hey, and this is the go-home show for Fastlane. What a fucking joke. What a goddamn joke. Which is just a... Sh- it's just another Raw. Yep. So... Awful. I was I was miserable watching Raw. I watched it live, and I was fucking miserable. I was on my phone half the time. I God, I hated it. I watched with Garrett, and he just kept going, a lot of talking, not a lot of fighting. Yeah, a lot like Final Fantasy Realm Reborn. <laughs> uh, New Day against Dusty Rhodes... Don't uh, care. The, the team, not the man. Uh, good. It's an it's an okay match. There's a miscommunication and trouble in paradise, uh, which leads to the end. We win by New Day. Uh, Michael Cole can't tell Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods apart. He just calls them by the other's name. I think we have an email about that. Yeah, we do, and it's great. Let's see. Go ahead and read that, because that is fantastic. From Hans. Thanks, Hans. Hans from Oklahoma. You live in Oklahoma, and your name is Hans? Anyway, that makes sense. Uh, hey, Eric and Brian, Michael Cole can't tell Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods apart. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> Thank you, Hans. Hans, best email all month. <laughs> um, Stardust hits, he tries to like pick up Gold Dust and he can't do it. Um, Crossroads on Gold Dust, so Stardust is now turned on Gold Dust. Yay. Booker T with the line of the night. Damn it, Cope. Start. Come on. <laughs> Me and Garrett quoted that all night. I, as much as I talk shit on Booker T when he is uh, the analyst, mm-hmm. the emotion that he brings he's to the He's such a breath of fresh air on this fucking commentary team. I, like, I, I would never have thought, yes, I would have, but I, I would have never been sincere to say, get Michael Cole out, JBL, and Booker T. I never would have thought that... Hey guys, we're gonna keep the three man crew, and it's gonna be JBL and Cole. What's the missing third piece? I could have sat here forever and not said Booker T. Oh, for my life. He's so he works he, because he, he's the only one that gives a shit. I, I I like it. He's excited. He's he's got the emotion. Now we got the other cat meowing. I'm throw these cats through a fucking window. Let's do a spinneroony. <laughs> Hey guys, we got cat spinnerinis. Booker T, we know you're listening to this. We got cat spinnerinis on deck. Tyson Kidd, we know you're listening to this. Cat spinnerinis on deck. Uh, Roman Reigns promo, it's okay, but it's long, like it's, everything hey, else. But it's better than his other promos have been for the past two months. I agree, and I think this is backstage and taped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they probably did a few takes. Uh, Reigns against uh, Kane. Daniel Bryan comes out. To begin this thing, we get Daniel Bryan coming out. That takes forever. There's a... Stardust Dusty Rhodes promo that takes forever. Then Daniel Bryan does the yes thing, and then we and then we have a last Monday segment, which goes into a last Friday Thursday segment. This is a live show. Yeah, Garrett even commented and went, "This is all happening, and there's this is just live. What is this? Yeah, it's fucking garbage. Hey, be ashamed. Whoever booked this, be fucking ashamed." You, you step step down go away you're you've gone too far and you can't do it anymore that sucked uh, I, that wait. no that no fucking it sucked sucked it was horrible that it, was so boring to watch and honestly to be there live i would have been so fucking disappointed that i paid money to see that like more than you would normally pay for a show. I would have been like that. Would have so, been sixty bucks. You would have paid. You would have paid. Friends would have gone. You would have been like, dude, no, it'll be fun. I would have been so fucking disappointed. I if I took friends to that who were not into wrestling, I would have apologized. I would have felt embarrassed. That really sucks. And, and, and again, I hate yep. to be negative, it, but that was an embarrassingly booked show. It it real like God. It was so bad. And this is the hype show. This is, this the, is the go this, home show yep. to your new pay per view, yeah. which is free. So, like, what the fuck is wrong with you in terms of the expectation you're setting? Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't know who timed out the show and why they thought it was a good idea. Like, this is laughable. I hope when the show was over, someone got yelled at. I really like genuinely hope someone got fucking Me roasted too. for this because it was so like. Look, it's supposed to be an entertaining thing, and the way this is booked, don't shouldn't you just know better? I mean, because uh, I don't know. Like, we yeah, just keep let, harping on it, and I'm really hey, you know what? If you're listening to this, there's probably a few people going out there going, "Man, you guys are complaining a lot." We're really sorry. 
Honestly, I'm really sorry that we're complaining so much, but this just so struck a chord with me because it was abysmal. Yeah. And 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 again, this is your your last big show before the main like special event for the month. Yep. And you just it seemed like the effort wasn't there. Yeah, I agree. Um Daniel Bryan's on commentary, uh, line of the night from Daniel Bryan. I had one last title defense than Brock Lesnar. Da- hey, what well, happened to Daniel Bryan? <laughs> He's great. Yeah, I thought that line was so good and because they talked about, well, they had to strip you from the title because you couldn't compete, and he just went, yeah, well, I had one less title defense than Brock Lesnar, so I don't think they really had to strip me of the title. He's <laughs> great on the mic. Hey, hey, I thought that was awesome. His matter-of-fact approach to his title reign is yep. awesome. Yep. Uh, this is a slow match. There's a spear on the outside. Kane gets counted out. Okay. Daniel Bryan promo. Bray Wyatt promo. Jesus Christ. Paige promo where her gear gets taken. Hey, do you know who she gets gear from? It's Blue Pants in a different outfit. Oh, is it? It is. Oh. Oh, um, Blue Pants. It's Paige in a towel. This is so fucking dumb. Yep. This is this is sensationalized bullshit. You know what's 90s. so funny? The women's NXT match was so good, and then it's Paige in a towel. And, and, and not... I Like, don't get me wrong here. I don't want to see them pull the card of Paige in a towel and you might see something. Yep. I don't want them to. But they teased at it in such a lackluster way that it made me upset that they didn't go it to was, the, oh, her towel might fall. It was so half-assed. And, like, having to do that after NXT's, like, pay-per-view, oh, that has to suck. That being said... She goes out and wrestles a pretty good match. Yeah, the Bella's so she hits, she locks in the Scorpion crosslock. The whole time Garrett's watching this, going, "I'm fucking in love with this girl. Who is this? This is great." Paige Who? is all the rage. Yeah, so he he's all about Paige, and then she locks in the the Scorpion crosslock or the PTO or whatever. The paid time off. Yeah, and uh, Garrett's like, "This is fucking sick, dude. She's awesome. Hell yeah!" And then uh, the Bella's come out. Nikki cuts a promo about, "Look, hey Paige, you're gonna." You're going to see what I'm all about at Fastlane. Paige just cuts her off and then fucking cuts her down. Yeah. Paige is giving shit and turns it into gold. Hey, you rule. Whether or not that was planned, mm-hmm. I don't care because it was awesome. Yep. I thought that was great. Yep. Uh, Rollins comes out and cuts a promo. He talks about cashing in. Dolph Ziggler comes out and cuts a promo. And uh, they have a match. Uh, Eminem gets tossed out. I thought it was really cool that, that was they got cool. tossed out. I thought this match was really, really good. Ziggler yeah. is selling too much still. Yeah, uh, he needs to t- he needs to tone that down. I mean, again, that hey, that sentence it sounds like I'm a fucking ass because I shouldn't tell him what he needs to do. Yeah, I should change the wording on that. Yeah, I would prefer if Dolph Ziggler sold less. Yeah, because I like to see his offense more than more his than sell. more more than him laying on the ground. Yes, but again, that's me. Uh, Hey, Dolph Ziggler, we know you're listening to this. What the fuck do we know? Uh, DDT that fucking destroys Seth Rollins. I thought that was great. Lay him out. Curb stomp miss. Super kick into zigzag. He goes for the cover. They had me hook, line, and sinker. I genuinely thought Dolph Ziggler was going to win this match. Me too. I'm going, I'm standing up in our living room going, holy shit. Garrett's watching me watch this going, ah. Me too. I can't believe he's going to pin Seth Rollins. Eminem comes in and attacks Dolph Ziggler, and I'm so genuinely pissed about it. Fuck you. What a great ending to a match. This is perfect in terms of character and story and future building. That's a pay-per-view match that that did not belong on this fucking Raw. And hey, but that's the thing. You put... uh, Hey, remember back Rock versus Austin and whatever fit anybody into the attitude era the the thing about the attitude era that we always talk about that i think that set it apart from everything is that they had a storyline that incorporated everybody on the card or could incorporate everybody on the card and this did that because now you know or at least this is what they're training us to know Mm -hmm. ziggler versus rollins at some point in the future they have unfinished business exactly and that's cool uh so eminem causes the dq ryback and rowan come down they make the save and they clean house all right, you ready to run through? We're going to fast lane the rest oh, of this as, Oh, Ready? Yeah. Fast lane. Uh, Triple H promo. The longest fucking video package in the world, oh followed God. by a promo that just keeps going. Fuck you. Hey, Ric Flair does a great job. I thought the promo was pretty good. 
it's just, I don't, it took too long to get good. Fuck and, you. And and don't talk over Ric Flair. Yeah, I don't. Hey, I don't. Uh, I, I get, I get yeah, that. Tri- Triple H pushes Ric Flair and, and then it's like, hey, don't tell me about Sting. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Moving on. That uh, takes five minutes to do. Darren Young and question mark versus the Ascension. The Ascension just runs through these fucking guys. Uh-huh. Titus O'Neil makes the save to save Darren Young. Millions done. Millions of dots. Millions of dots. I'm so excited. Million dollar. Hey, primetime players, fucking do it. Please. Please. Oh, please, oh please. That, that's what it has to Good. be. Bring it I, back. I think they're rebuilding their tag division. Yep. That's what this has to be. Uh, Miz and Bad News Barrett promo. Hey, you are you do your job and I'll do my job. Whatever. Uh, Miz Dow against Bad News Barrett. Miz Dow unloads, but Miz interrupts. Terrible camera work on some of these shots. Oh my God. Fucking awful. Uh, Miz interrupts again. Bullhammer elbow. Ambrose comes down. And attacks Bad News Barrett, zip ties him to the ring post, and then makes him sign a contract. Well, it's hey, illegal, Eric. Hey, Garrett pointed this out. JBL makes a Judge Ito reference, who's the judge in the in in, in the OJ in the OJ Simpson trial. Garrett just went, no one is gonna understand that. What? You made a Judge Ito reference? I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrote that down. Jesus Christ! For, for those of those, for those of our fans who maybe weren't alive during <laughs> during that, maybe you should explain what the Judge Ito reference judge, was. Judge Ito was the judge in the O.J. Simpson murder trial. That's it. Yeah, but that's it. It was. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Dean Ambrose makes Bad News Barrett sign the contract. I love Corey Graves tweeting, hey, David o- at David Otunga. There's no way that holds up in court, right? That was great. Uh, Bray Wyatt has a third promo. Jesus Christ. Unoso and Trinity versus, uh, oh, I wrote Trinity. It's Naomi, Naomi right? Naomi, right. What? Yeah. Sorry. It's that, I don't even watch Total Divas. Uh, I forgot her name. Uh, uh, against Kid and Natty. I don't get these mixed gender tag things. The women look great. Chain wrestling, awesome, going back and forth. Uh, Tyson Kidd playing the chicken shit heel. I thought that was great. Um, I don't get... It's just too... Veronica, our friend Veronica, yeah, uh, pointed out a great thing. This is just two singles matches happening at the same time. That's because what you all can just tag ha- matches are. Yeah, you're right. At, at, you're Honestly, yeah, the way tag matches are booked now, that's what they are. Uh, there's a roll-up sequence that I thought that's good, and then it ends with uh, Natty getting pinned. Uh Tyson Kidd yells at Natty, sharpshooter, how hard is it? And he mimics doing it. And then Cesaro keeps grabbing Tyson Kidd and going, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not your fault, man. You're okay. This isn't your fault. You didn't lose. I'm so happy, which leads us into the fact that they have a tag match for the championship at Fastlane. Yep. Good. Hopefully they win. Fingers crossed. Oh my God. I hope they win. Uh, Daniel Bryan against Big Show. Who, I just wrote, I wrote genuinely look, who gives a fuck this is so slow? Oh, yeah. Roman Reigns is out there doing commentary. Uh, show lifting Daniel Bryan was cool because he's so small and whatever. Sleeper hold. Reigns signs autographs and does selfies. Uh, Bryan pulls Show out of the ring, which I thought looked really cool. Um, show spears Reigns, and then Reigns interferes with a Superman punch when Daniel Bryan has it locked in. Like, he hasn't won. Flying drop kick to Roman Reigns. Reigns throws Daniel Bryan out. Daniel Bryan comes back. Brawl to end the match, and that's going to be... Like, the trainers and everyone comes out, and that's how we're going to uh, go into fast lane. Brian, NXT rules. Yeah. Raw sucks. Uh-huh. Hey, guess what? We're wrestling fans on the internet. Sorry. Sorry. I don't know what the fuck you want from us. I, like, I really want to be the, how, the shining beacon of, of like, I, I would, optimism I would for love, Raw. I would love to be positive if I had anything positive to say about Raw. But what a fucking shit show you guys put together. After NXT Rival, the, the fact that your Raw was so bad is, like, laughable. The the Brian, we yeah. did it. That's episode forty-eight of the Go Show. I'm We're like, like upset. ten minutes over. I'm so upset. You guys can hit us up uh, on Twitter at Go Home Show. Email us Go Home Show at mega64.com. Uh, the Go Home Show Facebook.com slash the Go Home Show. Brian, we did it. Another week in the can. Uh, we're getting ready for fast lane. Life in the fast lane. Uh, they had one thing. Hey, Brian, yeah. you know what the thing about Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan is? They had uh, one thing in common. They were good in bed. That's an Eagles reference. I didn't get that one. So, might as well go home. <laughs>